Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 84, episode 3 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries fuck Coke. and fuck Fox News. It's Thursday, May 30th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Sing us a song on the Zeitgeist. Sing us a song, Hosnier. Cause we're all in the mood for some Jack O'B. Sitting next to Miles and Barbara Gray. Whoa! Oh. Hey, and I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Cut Trump down with impeachment. This is my last report. Dennis. Much collusion. Dennis. Some treason. Dennis. Passed you the puck, and now I will be leaving. Okay, so that one is actually from Oh No, She Twittin'. Oh No, She Twittin'. Yeah. Mine was courtesy of the Steve McMonster. But the thing is, that was not submitted to me as an AKA. Oh, Keddy Bredemeyer. Uh, Keddy is a great, as uh, a secret Targaryen. They tweeted me, is it weird that I read this in a Miles of Grey voice? It tagged me in, and I was like, guess what, bro? That's my AKA today. Yeah. Uh, well, so thanks, Steve McMonster, for uh, not forcing my attribution to be so long. complicated. <laughs> uh, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious comedian Barbara Gray. Hi. Hi, Barbara. This ain't guys guess just might be like- Barbara Gray. Barbara Gray. Barbara Gray. Okay. I feel like I, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't think of an intro song. I thought of that a few minutes ago. I appreciate it. <laughs> also, yeah, little known fact, we are related. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Just look at the photos. You're, yeah. Who, who, through who again? I think it was just way back in the day, yeah. generations ago. Okay, okay. Uh, twins, right? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Way Fraternal. Back, back in the day, Not twins. Fraternal, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. That's not one of us. I think it's... You're the phone? Uh, It's our burner. Oh, the burner. Getting a phone call. So... (laughs) My bad. Sorry. Oh, is this like your your tip line? That's our burner phone. It's our burner phone that we use for uh, phone calls. And I'm going to put it on airplane mode. Great. Uh, But... It also has been getting text messages uh, wishing a happy birthday to whoever used to have this number. And it's somewhat grim because uh, all the there two of the three happy birthday messages are a bit emojis of people with gray hair. So it's an, entirely yeah. impossible that the person has moved on, has oh, passed no. on from this life. Oh, uh, and, then, and then we got inherited this deceased person's phone number. Yeah. You and don't think it's grandma sending bit emojis? It could be. It could. Well, Jack likes, he has a yeah. taste for the dark and i don't know the macabre yeah and it seems like it it, it was just like a the the context mm-hmm. usually you're like hey honey happy birthday but this one is more like sassy sassy pal right. from uh down the shuffleboard court oh just about to say the shuffleboard yeah. court barbara we're yes. gonna get to know you a little bit better oh, in great. a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today such as finally some good news about Alex Trebek. Mm. Uh, not finally some good news about him because we're so rife with bad news about him, but oh, finally some of. good news in general. Yeah. And it's this this good news is about Alex Trebek. IHOP is also, you know, give, giving us some good news. Some welcome good news. Uh, uh, Bob Mueller. What, Bob, Bobby Moles. Yes. Uh, 
came out and uh, spoke to us. We heard his voice, and uh, it was, I don't know. It was just as underwhelming as the things he said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren. We're going to talk about uh, Terry Pratchett proving we should listen to our sci-fi writers. We're going to talk about uh, Freedom Gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk, finally, to Barbara Gray about the Britney Spears conspiracy, which she conspiracy? has- Conspiracy? Uh, saga. Saga. Which she has been covering and uncovering on her podcast, kind of broke that whole thing open. Uh, so we're going to get into all of that later on. But first, Barbara, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, a uh, homemade muscle suit. <laughs> homemade muscle construction. suit. Sea <laughs> uh, muscles? Uh, yes. Yes. M U S S E L. M U S C L E. C L E. Oh, oh, What you doing? What you doing with a, a muscle suit? Um, I'm in the show called Comedian Cinema Club, and we reenact movies. Oh, hell yeah. Poorly. <laughs> and we did Terminator Two, and I was playing uh, Linda Hamilton. Linda Connor. What's her name? In Linda it? Connor. Yeah. yeah. Linda Connor. Sarah Connor. Sarah, Sarah Connor. Sarah I was like, Connor. Linda okay, Hamilton I was like, with I know Sarah Connor. Connor. Yeah, yeah. And um. I wanted to like she's super jacked in it because oh, yeah. she's been in the you know like locked up or whatever in the mental yeah in the mental war and she's just yeah. doing pull ups all day so I wanted to make a homemade muscle suit hell yeah to like look jacked and uh, Did I see the trailer for the new film no I, all looking... I saw was the really bad CGI yeah. picture from it but... well she looking yeah. jacked still is she she's yes she's coming with it yes. yeah. yeah is this number four or are they numbering it or are they just well, saying like well this is a Termin- direct sequel to Judgment Day so if we're going oh, straight off Terminator this I guess would be considered Terminator 3 oh really the, well, but there was a oh, there was a Terminator three. Well, I guess this is. I guess this continues from where T two left off, okay. like in that same. But Arnold's time not in it, world. correct? Oh, he is. Oh, he is. He's he an old ass kicked. robot He's in, in the woods. Old Terminator yes! who has retired oh to a cabin in the woods. Yeah. That's as, fucking great. As most robots do. Yeah, yeah as they can appreciate Quiet the life. outdoors. Starting an Etsy shop with little whittle, <laughs> whittlings carvings he's done on his porch. So you, uh, Terminator 2, one of my favorite movies. What, Classic. What, what was you guys' take on it? Um, I mean, the whole thing is that we just get drunk and, uh, I don't know, do a bad job. So <laughs> that kind of is the take, right. usually. So how do you, so I'm guessing you, when you do these reenactments, you try and do some of the more like do some visual effects but just terribly and janky (laughs) i mean it's hard with an action movie because especially that one there's so many chase scenes and stuff like that i was trying to get them to rent a lime scooter for all the like you know (laughs) the motorcycle chase scenes but la river scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but it's like a tiny little theater and we were scared we're gonna like kill somebody run into them with one of those scooters so i don't know it's just a lot of bad like yelling and then kind of we have nerf guns Two little like details that. I enjoy about that movie. One, um, there's a point in uh, after the L.A. River scene, uh, chase scene where the T-1000 gets blown up and he regenerates and uh, has his clothes on right away. Yes. Which suggests that when he goes back in time and he's naked, he's just naked for fun. Because he can, <laughs> he, he can choose to yeah, have the clothes on. The clothes aren't any. The clothes are just part of his metal suit. So he's just a nudist. Because when he first generates, he is like what he he is. His, what does he look like when he first generates? He looks like he looks uh, like who he is. Yeah, yeah. Of, okay. The, he looks, he like, looks like the same actor, but yeah. uh, he's naked for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, another detail I like is that that movie is set in the future. They actually set it like two years in the future at the time that it was made, but 
they just like didn't make a big deal about it. Really? Yeah. This because, is for... because for the time to work for uh, John Connor to be the right age where he wouldn't be like eight, they needed to set oh, it like a couple right. years in the future. So it was like 1994, even though it came out in 92. Dang. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there, there you have it, everyone. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? I don't nothing. I don't do anything. I I mean I'm just. <laughs> oh no. Uh, a game a Game of Thrones. Whatever. Everyone yeah. said that. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Barbara, come I'm on. sorry. Hot I don't. Take. I don't have anything. We I love Game it. of Thrones. <laughs> I need a hot take, man. <laughs> Give me this fucking Game I have of Thrones no shit. That's takes. a hot take. I've never heard anybody who was disappointed in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch this it. Is the first. I, think I also I did, don't pay attention I, to the internet. Yeah, I think I did the perfect thing. I watched like. Five episodes of the first season, then my boyfriend told me how everyone dies, and then I watched the last episode. Oh, okay. So I think that I won. You got it pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, I, I probably mentioned this before, but people who have just made it a personality that they were always not into Game of Thrones. Right. And just like, <laughs> yeah, fuck say that. no. Like, I was like, always not fucking with it. So, like, <laughs> anybody and like, who still does that is like, we're not in high school. You don't have yeah. to not like something to have a personality. Well, yeah. It's just like the new hipster shit where it's like, you're just sort of like, well, I was always not fucking with that. <laughs> yeah. I've been not fucking with that since I wasn't before like that. people I were tried. I like actually tried to watch it many times. See, I tried sure. to be a, a well, you person. You don't have to. Don't, but I think that's also absurd too. Like we're we're sort of judging people like, well, you don't fucking watch? Right. It's like whatever, bro. Like watch whatever the fuck you watch. You I'm know? sorry. I'm, it's not a hot take at all. It's, I'm so sorry, you guys. Okay, say this. What's I'll, the worst Britney Spears album? Um, Most overrated Britney Spears album. I don't. Or song. Or performance. Song? song. Performance? Outfit. I, Thing, uh, most, uh, most overrated thing related uh, to Britney. I like hat. them all. Which hat? Okay. Which of the newsboy hats? Britney Jean. Oh, okay. Is that an album? Leave it there. Yeah. Okay. What is something you think is underrated? Britney Spears album Femme Fatale. Okay, Ooh, there you go. Wow. Now we're What's talking. that one? That's one of her most recent ones, and all the songs are about fucking people you shouldn't fuck. Go oh, Britney. Really? Yeah. Like in what way? Like, oh yeah, my baby's my kid's babysitter. Uh, oh yeah, no, not that oh. specific. It's there's no like stepdad porn. It's more oh. like um, she's just like this guy came over and he's my ex and we shouldn't have sex, but we did. Ooh, right. And then there's like Ooh. a great hook. So K Fed. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, all yeah. about yeah. secretly about K Fed. Is yeah, it like yeah. uh, like housey dance music type stuff, or is it more pop still? No, it's like housey. Because she started like sort of transitioning into that style. More, yeah, right? the only thing that's too bad is they don't really give her ballads anymore. She right. doesn't have any. There's no. no it's all. It's all like yeah. yeah it's, it's all kind of like pop house. Just yeah, thumping, shit. thumping, mm-hmm. thumping. It's all thumping. <laughs> yep. Get them things banging in the club. Yeah. Uh huh. What is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, I think a myth is that here's a myth, kids. Don't care what about what anybody else thinks. Just be yourself. Yeah, fuck That's it. That's a myth. Until yeah. <laughs> the world burns down around you. Right. Because yeah, there but- are all those, like... PSAs and stuff. It's like kids listen to your friends and do whatever they say. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're all. They all tell you to do what your friends right. say and follow the crowd. Kids try drugs if if kids smoke drugs. Tell you to right. And like, you are debunking that myth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I obviously, don't do vandalism. Hey, wisdom of the crowds. You know that's a that's a real thing. I mean, yeah. And next thing you know, you're tray surfing down the street. Yeah. You ever do that? <laughs> tray surf. Yeah. We would steal the. We would go to In and Out after football games. And we would take the tr- the red trays that you get at In and Out and yeah. just take a f- stack of them, and then you put them on the ground, you stand on them, and you hold onto the dude's car window, and you start flying down the street <laughs> and you surfing on the tray and shit. Woo! That's that pretty great. You and... you should you should do that. Yeah, of course. But those are the things you'd miss if you. 
didn't listen to your well, friend. Look, I don't I, mean that. Also got I an just mean, from it, so. I think I've just kind of been giving up mode. So that's what I'm just saying. Just give up, everybody. Or you know it's what? a myth to it's a myth to like give a fuck. Sure. Uh huh. <laughs> Is that just because you're overwhelmed, or you think you've reached full, you've reached peak giving a fuck? I think I'm overwhelmed. Well, you yeah. guys know what's going on in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I no. think that's where. Yeah, what? I mean, <laughs> just uh, a little bit of this, little a little bit, bit of that, that, a little bit of Monica <laughs> in my life. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of whatever that song goes. Yeah. Through. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a that's a good myth. A lot of people don't realize that song is the best song for describing the current state of the world. Yes, mm-hmm. or that number five. Louis Vega yeah. is German. That is Whoa. how about that Wild. Hold that. Pack your pipe with that yeah, one. Exactly. Let's get into some good news then. Okay. Uh, it sounds like you could use some, Barbara. Yeah. So uh, we talked a few months ago about the fact that Alex Trebek had announced that he had stage four pancreatic cancer. Uh, and that only one out of every hundred people with that type of cancer uh, are still alive five years after the diagnosis. Well, apparently, Alex Trebek's cancer is basically almost in remission. Near remission. Near he says. remission. Which, I, man, when he made that announcement, that was so, like, that's, that's it was a tough moving. one to take. Yeah, because he was just like, and I'm going to fight it. Yeah. And I'm not going to stop. And we're like, damn, you're being real stoic. Cut mm-hmm. to this interview he did with People Magazine. Uh, he just said that, according to doctors, his cancer is in near remission. And he says, Trebek says, it's kind of mind-boggling. The doctor said they hadn't seen this kind of positive result in their memory. Some of the tumors have already shrunk by more than 50%. He noted that he still has several rounds of chemotherapy to go. Hopefully, we'll reach full remission with the support of the Jeopardy fan community, keeping him optimistic for a speedy recovery. He says, I told the doctors this had to be more than just chemo. And they agreed it could be it could very well be an important part of this. The energy, like the doctors agreed I that the agree. fans put <laughs> him in remission. I agree. How do we bottle this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Somehow yeah. Pfizer's like, how do we package that thing? Yeah, yeah. How do we sell, sell that? How do we sell to, that to everyone? They just need to give every different cancer patient a shot at hosting Jeopardy. Or, or, so has yeah. he not been hosting? I guess no, I missed No, he this. has been through He it. has been. Oh, okay. And in that interview, he also said there were days he would be he would collapse in pain during tapings. Jesus. Like he said, his pain would go from a 3 to an 11 out of nowhere, and he would be crying in pain, writhing on the floor, and then refuse to rest, though. He's like, as soon as it subsided, he'd get right back to taping. That must be tough. I don't for know. the studio audience, too. I oh, my God. Say, it yeah, would be that's... traumatic. <laughs> right. Well, and, and also. That is our daily. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I think everyone's like, no, please. Can we take a break? He's like, no, I will yeah. keep going. That also makes that that reveals something to me about the guy who is in the middle of a historic Jeopardy run right now, that that dude is just fucking cold as ice robot. Right. Because he's just been sitting there like as Alex Trebek has been like breaking down during, right. yeah, during he's the just course going of his run. During... And he's just like, huh, oh, okay, cool. Huh. I'm going to be back here then. <laughs> Let me know when we're ready to do just this. Just unflappable. Uh, or, yeah, I don't know. That guy seems like he has uh, powers. Maybe he's the one giving his right. yeah, the powers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wow. Better. It's not the fans. It's his yeah. his record-breaking run. No, Breaking, they're not They're not uh, good powers. Oh, okay. I, yeah, he's definitely evil. Oh, uh, great. For sure. I mean, I, again, you know, this is it's near remission, so I hope that right. he can continue to progress positively because cancer is fucked up. Yes, uh, cancer will. So, yeah. But, hey. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. 
Yeah, man. Good for you. Okay, uh, I guess is... he shouldn't give up. Fine. One <laughs> wow, person okay. shouldn't give up. You're like, I got it. Overrated. Alex Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is more proof that famous people are just better humans than the rest of us, <laughs> I think. Uh, or have money to access better medical care, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a combination true. of many things. <laughs> huh. Huh. Yeah. Oh, never heard Wait, of hold on. Talk about this a little bit more. So what are you saying? So uh-huh. sometimes when you have, are sick and you have money, right. you get better Yeah. Conspiracy care. music. Yeah, crank the conspiracy. Yeah. This sounds like a, Other people. A All Americans of have equal access to proper medical care. And you talked about the fact uh, on a past episode that uh, when you were playing basketball next to his house. Yep. The ball went over. He tossed it right back over. Because your friend was the worst shooter in the history of no, it went off the, no, it went off the heel of the rim. You okay. know shots like that. Okay. When okay. it goes straight up off the heel of the rim and over the backboard. I know. It's just a... Into right. Alex Trebek's property. Course, you know. Classic. You know what I mean? Because you grew up on... Uh-huh. Uh, so it's so. not like a sandlot situation where it stays over there. <laughs> right. and, then... and you look, that's Trebek's yard. It's just a fucking mechanical <laughs> graveyard with shit in there, like a nasty-ass like, mutant dog. They're like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. I'll buy a new ball. I'll buy a new ball. Right. And then was his other neighbor Pat Sajak? And, no. <laughs> and he was a real asshole. <laughs> He's a real that'd dick. Be, that'd be a great just, I don't know, if Sajak was the That's a good like sitcom. And, that, yeah. they should, or you lived in between and like Trebek and Sajak toss shit over the, the walls oh, at each other. Yeah. But this house is caught in the middle of that war. Three man water balloon launchers yeah. with oh, Vanna White, Sajak wow. and I don't know, whoever the announcer is for Wheel of, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. I think that would be a good... Uh, Film like a a good alien the predator Sajak versus man is uh, Sajak he's still doing yeah right mm-hmm. yeah him. and he sucks he's a conservative asshole uh, well really I think so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised yeah well good for him is Vanna White still presenting oh yeah or is she like more like semi retired she like she no she's in? still doing it ageless too. Oh, hell yeah I man I fucking love Vanna White yeah Woo! big fan big fan big fan of Vanna did you have the um Happy birthday to you with many more on Channel 4 with Vanna White. Did you have that? Did uh, I had Frankenstein on Channel 9. Wow. Many more on Channel 4 and Frankenstein on Channel 9. And What would Vanna White be on? I don't know. I think we said something about a piece of poo on Channel 2. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's uh, we had good some one. dumb Got ones. Me. Yeah, yeah, we would just we didn't give a fuck. We're like, yeah, maybe you know Vanna White, but what about piece of poo on channel two? Yeah. So this is the this is the uh G rated version of the who did you hear growing up had to have uh ounce of se- or ounces, I guess pounds of semen pumped out of their stomach. Oh yeah. Do you know do you have you do you know about this myth? We talked about Isn't how- it uh, Marilyn Manson? No. That's He's the oh, no, it's- removal. Go on. The rib removable. Who Wait. You, what celebrity do you know had to get their stomach pumped because of full of semen? I think I'm just getting thousands of people in a single night. Okay, no, no, I don't know. I think I'm getting Marilyn Manson, all of his myths. What? Well, that's up. the thing. This is a myth that has spanned generations, and regionally, it's different people. Right. Like I grew up. Like the first one I heard was Lil Kim. I think other I people heard, heard Lindsay Spears. Lohan. Other people said Britney Spears. Other right. people said. Mm-hmm. Fucking Bruce Springsteen or some shit? Well, Rod Stewart was Rod the original. Stewart. The original. Uh, I think I heard Howard Kramer once say that it was Bruce Springsteen. But I oh, I thought you were going to say it was Howard Kramer. It was Howard Kramer. <laughs> Howard, Kramer Howard Kramer said me. it was him. Uh, <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah, it was Elton John. Confirmed. Ron Stewart in the 80s, and those were the only ones. And then it like evolved into right. the 90s. People just decided to make it about whoever 
uh, they wanted to make it about. And then gotcha. I had the rumor that the new kids on the block uh, were found to have each other's semen in their butts um, right. <laughs> during a medical exam, which is just... How old were you? It was like a fifth grade thing? Because uh, they're all getting exam together. Like in my 20s. Yeah. All right, let's and they, they swab your butt, butt and then check it, check it for semen. Totally. Uh, finally, guys, let's talk about IHOP because uh, they're changing their finally. name back to IHOP oh, uh, wow. from IHOP. Did they actually stay with the IHOP thing? I think that I thought that went away immediately. Yeah, I thought so too. They did, and they had some stuff up still. I don't think many people changed their physical signs, yeah. but yeah. there was a whole thing. It's like we're IHOP now, just to be like we have burgers too. Yeah. It's for My burgers. question is not like whether we should be on the edge of our seat, like trying to figure out because they're acting like oh, it's gonna be like you'll you'll see. We don't know. It's not. We don't know what the P is gonna stand for. Um, like OPP. Do you think it's one of those situations? Wow. But. Like, they're at the point where they're pushing it. Like, I might just never go there again because of this marketing campaign. I mean, why would you go? That place is was disgusting. Was your relationship that strained with IHOP? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if this is it. I, I might have to fully write them off. I don't know. Just, it's just I don't support this marketing. This, yeah, well, this yeah. has taken it to a, a level where I, I am mad at them. You're doing a lot right yeah. now, IHOP. You got us with the IHOP. Yeah, and now, then they're going relax. back to the well. Yeah. Okay, we don't need this. Hey, I mean, we're talking about them, right? Yeah, but angrily. Hey. And hey. also, we'll never go. That that, hey. that makes me mad. I guess <laughs> that's, that's what right. they're saying. That's what they're and saying. Then, and we're winning. Then we're winning. They'll be winning when we're singing. Um, Is there The anyone? H-O-P means something different. Sorry. What do you think the P stands for now? Uh, uh Pranks. Wow. That would be, I would go there. God, if if only it were timed with April Fool's Day. It's like, <laughs> National, you know what it is. I think it's, it was, didn't they do it with the, well, who cares? doesn't matter. Naughty by nature, um, guys. Yeah. Um, Give it up for Naughty by nature. Prince. I would go to that. If they turned it into a prince. Yeah. A prince shop? Prince, Uh, no, Prince the musician. Oh, wow. Yeah, Fucking yeah. restaurant. Yeah, okay. Purple Grains. That they'll Ooh. give you for your breakfast. Mm, that would actually. Be um, good. it could it be International House of uh, Raspberry? Oh, I mean raspberry. Ras- Booty tank. A raspberry Slushy. beret. Raspberry it's no, beret. it's a beret made of raspberries. I you mean, have to wear. A pancake looks good. like a beret. You could yeah, just put yeah, a little yeah. thing on it. Oh wow! Actually, prints would be go awesome. on. Yeah. <laughs> You, You'd have to change everything to purple, though. That would be the most little cost. Little red omelet. Yes. <laughs> red omelet. It's all red food, like raspberry beret. A little red omelet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, International House of Prince, we've done it. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and Super Producer Dan just Fuck. Uh, pointed out. He just saw the Matrix right now. Yeah. Do you know? Do you remember what Prince served at the end of the basketball game in, uh, in Charlie Murphy's story? Uh, pancakes, man. Yo, I think it might Could be this happening. Be it? Yeah, he has a song called "Breakfast Can Wait." So, wow. is it okay that. that Super Producer DJ Daniel just gave himself the bomb? The bomb? Self bombing? That that one's okay though. I th- I think I give yeah. it to him on that one. I mean, it was definitely bomb-worthy if the positions were switched. Yes. But you know what? When you control the Bombay doors, that's your privilege. Yes, that is your Bombs privilege. Bombs away. Uh, speaking of Bombay doors, Bob Mueller on his way out the door. Uh, you know, he could have dropped the bomb. He Instead, he just did a quick strafing run at the president, just kind of 
underlined ah. a few of the things from his report on his way out the door. That uh, was an A10 warthog sound yeah. I made of shit. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just, I know. Just farting. It's like, ah. You don't think ah. I know what an A10 warthog sounds like, <laughs> Miles? Jesus. You're like, I love Flight Simulator, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is newsworthy for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, uh, he chose to underline the fact that the president is not uh, not guilty, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, is not unguilty. Is that is that a good way of putting it? Sure, whatever no, you want to say. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that he had not been exonerated, essentially. Yeah, it's basically the the things that people who read the report have been pointing out as noteworthy. Uh, so basically everyone besides Barr and Trump and their supporters have been pointing out were the things that Bob Mueller chose to undermine. Yeah. I mean, so. he made the whole thing was just sort of like this. If I had, if I, if there was evidence to exonerate the president, I would, but there was nothing there to support any idea that he was innocent of something. Right. And so I could not do that. And he seemed to, you know, suggest that it's up to Congress. He was like, it's, yeah. we can't do it through normal judicial system means yeah well because you know when William Barr said well you know he a lot of people asked about well why didn't he charge him and William Barr was like oh well it wasn't because of the Department of Justice guidelines that said you couldn't indict a president that's not why he didn't do that and Mueller comes out today and was like that's exactly why I didn't do that (laughs) yes so nice take a little shot at Bill Barr uh, but again, you know, it's been a long time. We've always just seen his Sam Eagle face. Yeah. And we haven't heard a so voice. So this was the other thing. We the, we got to hear his voice, and it was not what I was expecting. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> For me, Bob Mueller's voice would sound like this. Now, right. when I investigated the president, That's I what found, you want. You want some hard-ass. Yeah, you want some hard-ass, hard-ass dude. Yeah. I thought he was going to speak like the dude who lo- he looks like from Law & Order. Uh Sam Waterston? Yeah, Sam Waterston. Or Waterston? Yeah. Waterston or Waterston? Either way. Sam, Waterston. Uh, Waterston, yes. Uh, well, just listen to this. Uh, just a little bit so you can hear him from the straight from the mouth of Robert Mueller. If we had had confidence what? that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have what? said so. We did not, however, make a determination as He's to whether the president did commit a crime. Man, the introduction to the volume two of our report explains... That decision. Uh, he sounds. Explains that under law. You just cut this off. What? <laughs> con, con, he sounds con, con, so old. I, I, if, if you read uh, volume two, uh, the hard knock life of Jay's. Oh wait, no, volume two of my report. Uh, oh, he was. He sounds uh, not, old. He sounds well, like he's an old, old man. He I mean, he's old, an old man. So I don't but know I why think we're we like. We had all given him the, you know. Well, everyone was projecting shit yeah, onto him. Exactly. Like, this it's is the like, hero. I think this like, is a yeah. genuine, like, switcheroo zeitgeist moment where we had one image of this dude just based on pictures of him, and then now we hear his voice, and it's just like... Well, it's funny, because I remember wah. when he was first named special counsel, like, right after that, he gave a commencement speech somewhere, and that was the first time I had heard him speak, and it didn't quite like, yeah. affect, or I wasn't like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, that's him talking. But I think, yeah, over time, and, like, this bizarre hero quality that was projected on him has led us to be like, his voice is going to sound like the sound of justice. Right. And instead it sounds like he like, should be. Hey, I don't care if you kids just got out of school. You don't, don't hang out around <laughs> here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
I, like I, I know be... people at the FBI. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right, motherfucker. Eat shit. Old man. Old man it's, Mueller. It's like in a movie where like the character, like Silent Bob or something, he doesn't speak forever. And then right. it's like so, you know, supposed to be epic, but you're super disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe just keep your mouth shut. That's yeah. like when the first I mean, time I heard David Beckham him. talk. him. We're voice shaming him. Yeah, this yeah. Is not... Okay, let's not voice shame but the old I'm man. But also I'm shaming for not saying shit. Just someone... Yeah, he could have, you know, because a lot he of the stories, the news yeah. around him this whole time was he didn't want to, you know, testify publicly in, in front of Congress because he didn't want to make, quote, a political spectacle. Right. And I get that. But I think the only reason you think it's a political skeptical is because the truth is on the side of Democrats at the moment. And we live in an era right now where if the truth is on one side of the aisle, then everyone has to both sides it to be like, oh, well, then we don't want to like pull up on people with facts right like but them's the facts bobby but that's what it feels like i mean this is part of the reason why i feel like nothing i don't know i'm feeling uh overwhelmed or whatever because it just feels like no one's ever gonna do that at this point do you think anyone's gonna step up no one wants to be the the fucking hero for whatever reason because really everybody on the left is clearly just screaming their hairs on fire about this but it's those on the right, like Robert Mueller is a Republican, and I think he was such a, you know, DOJ dude, he really wanted to play it safe. He did that the whole time. So that's why I'm not surprised, because this whole process, he's been very tight-lipped about everything. So he's only out there being like, I will now say the thing that I've already written down, but emphasize things out loud. Yeah. And I'm I, like, cool. People who, uh, on the right, who were like, yeah, I mean, we already knew all this. It's sure. like, yeah, but it was a 400-page long report, and he chose to emphasize the parts that we thought were worth emphasizing, yeah. not the parts that your dude uh, actually emphasized right. in his, quote, summary he of was the like, report. This does not exonerate him. Right. I didn't charge him because I cannot do to rules, not because he's innocent. Mm-hmm. Right. Next point. Uh, the Russians straight up took significant steps to influence the election to harm Hillary Clinton's chances and improve Donald Trump's chances. That was the thing that he ended on. He said, and as I leave, I just want to say you guys should be like all Americans right. should be more worried about the fact that Russia interfered in our election. Like that is a huge fucking deal. And I mean, that's what you're hearing from all corners of the intelligence community and anybody who is really like paying attention to security issues is like, yeah, we talked before about how they consider it the sort of democracy equivalent of 9-11. Well, you know, what's funny because, Barbara, you're like, well, who's going to fucking step up, right? And it's funny because one congressman, I think, did hear Bob Mueller out loud, and it's, let me check my notes, Justin Amash? Mm-hmm. The fuck? <laughs> I mean, look, he was the first Republican to come out and be like, did y'all read the Re- Mueller report? Am I right. the only Republican who read it? Because yeah. I'm reading this and this man committed a- impeachable offenses full stop. Yeah. He just tweeted after the Robert Mueller thing. It said, quote, tweet from the Associated Press about, you know, Robert Mueller saying charging Trump was not an option. Then Justin Amash tweets, the ball is in our court, Congress. Right. Uh, Yeah. And so did Jerry Nadler. I mean, a lot of people have been calling for impeachment. But what's interesting is Justin Amash had a town hall in his district, which is a very conservative district. And he got a standing ovation uh, when he was talking about, like, just all the impeachable shit, which is yeah interesting. I mean, there was one person, a MAGA hat wearing person was like, I can't believe you're you just become a Democrat. We elected you as a Republican and it's now not, you're a Democrat. It's like, it's not but, about. Re- yeah. Yeah. Well, no. And then he clapped back. He's like, what did I say? That's false. Right. And the person's just like, yeah, just sit the fuck down. Okay. (laughs) 
And then people were like, wow, because he, you know, credit to him. He's saying like, look, I've always been a fiscal conservative. I was against spending when it was Obama. I've been against spending when it's Trump. But don't try and paint me as this other thing. Like, I'm just reading this shit and it's the, it's clear as day to me. Right. But how many others are going to stick their necks out? Some people are like, well, he's going to run for a libertarian president. And he denies that. That's why he's saying it. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, that gets annoying to me that we're like, it's all, uh, it feels like the mainstream media kind of cynical news bubble thing where they're like, oh, what's his angle? And it's like, he might yeah. just be reacting be, to but how also, he feels. He might not be. You never know. Politics, politics, I mean, baby. The weird thing is not that he read the Mueller report and took right. a very clear message from it. It's that the entirety of his party has chosen to do the opposite of that. Right. Uh, in public, behind closed doors, allegedly, they are all like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's guilty of everything. He's a monster. But we can't come out and say that because our base will will not support us mm-hmm. uh let's talk about elizabeth warren who yeah. kind of is continuing to chip away yeah at the polls creeping yeah. in behind biden and bernie now she's really you know she went from like single digits to double digits but in terms of liberal voters there mm. was a YouGov poll she is now the front runner for all likely democrat or like self-identified progressive voters more than just like sort of centrist Democrat voters, but so it's liberal voters. So that's not necessarily. So that's not leftist who Bernie has, and that's not like centrist who Biden has. No. It's like middle left, it's like San Francisco, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not quite Seattle, right? Or you know wherever you know all the where all the you know the the far left people are. They're all over the country. But yeah, it's more just for the very like for the liberal voting block. And look, I was not at all impressed with her leaner, greener, war machine thing. I was Ner. like, because wow. of Because it should have been machiner. Right? Leaner, greener, war machiner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, exactly. If you're not going to rhyme, I'm not going to If you're not going to, yeah, right. if you're not going to rhyme, I don't have the time. There you, you know? go. Uh, so that's all, that's all I got. Um, and that's my thought. But, you know, but no one's perfect. And that was just a really odd way of like, let's just like progressive wash like our armed forces right. thing. But, you know, do what you got to do. But, in the poll, it says, when asked, quote, which candidates or candidates are you considering voting for in the Democratic presidential primary? 53% of identified liberals said Warren. And so, but the, also, Biden leads Warren by a point in the favorability poll. But mm. twice as many respondents found Joe Biden unfavorable, unfavorable over Elizabeth Warren. So if you ask, like, well, who's unfavorable? She scored really low in terms of, like, unfavorable yeah. candidates. Because it's like, what do you... I mean, unless yeah, you're going to like resort to like the dumb, you know, like the tired arguments. Dads. Yeah, of like, well, it's not likable. So, right. Uh, based on what? Right. Based um, on you not liking women. Sure. Yes. The one place uh, she may need to do a little more outreach is for black voters. Um, so that's where Biden is really doing well. It says the largest disparity among Democrats' view of Biden and Warren in the poll is among black Americans. Biden ranked first among candidates in the poll with 54%. Uh, signaling support, Warren ranked fifth with 23%. Ooh. So I think once people see his fetish for locking people up, mm-hmm. maybe that'll change. I mean, I his think- treat- His treatment of Anita Hill? Yeah, I think things could happen, but uh, right now, Joe Biden is clearly- But like, wouldn't that be affecting him now? I don't understand I think, why that's not- Well, because we, the other candidates haven't quite gone into mud mode. Right, yeah, yeah. When that that's starts true. happening, that's when you're going to be like, 
people pressing each other on some stuff. Yeah. And I think we're just not quite there yet. Did you see what Biden like said to a 10 year old girl? Like, you're almost as bright as you are beautiful, like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, well, yeah, almost as learned. bright. <laughs> yeah. But not almost, quite. So not stick quite to being as bright cute. as you are hot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can be one of those Instagrammers. <laughs> right. Just, they're people who get paid to be hot, right? Oh, right. But again, I think, and then also he was like getting hands again. This dude, he's. He just doesn't. It's like built in. I just, yeah. yeah. But I think because he weathered that storm, like right. a lot of the establishment's like, oh shit, okay. Like he was able to get through that. Right. Like let's go he all in on him. He could be the one, him. yeah. But, you know, we'll see. I want to see these. I want to see them debates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to see him get nasty. Yep. We're still, <laughs> uh, I think, 16 days away, 17 days away from the day that. Uh, Trump first entered the race oh, uh, in 2015. <laughs> so we're, as much as it seems like, and as much as the mainstream media is trying to portray it as like, well, it's over, Biden's got this thing locked up. We're not even to the point where the winning candidate in the last, yeah. uh, you know, challenging parties well, election. They are really going entered. all in on trying to make people believe that Biden is the favorite. Like it's a foregone conclusion right. to try and, you know, what's the word? Influence them. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there is the whole design of the system prior to Trump's election was a, a world where corporate interests were kind of passively able to influence things. And corporate interests are also the owners of major media outlets. And so uh, it makes sense that that would be the sort of the message that's yeah, pumped out. Yeah. Biden would take us back to, you know, pre Trump days and. Simpler times, man. Simpler times. When he's like, the bipartisan, I worked with all these Republicans. I'm like, bro, half of them are dead or retired. Right. So who the fuck are you going to work with in, right. right now? Yeah. Tell me one of the people right now you can work with, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Because he already just went back on his word that he's like, well, if there was a Supreme Court vacancy in 2020, I'd fill it. Yeah. Even though he said in 2016 he wouldn't do that if, like, were the situation reversed. He's like, that I would always, no matter what, let the incoming president pick. Uh-huh. But, of course, we knew that because these people are fucking... Yeah. Evil. The fact that Biden was the vice president under Obama while he was being obstructed by like the shadiest fucking actions of uh, a Congress ever and of a Senate ever is it's crazy that he is like trying to run as the guy who's going to play ball with the Republicans. Yeah, because yeah. like, that went so well. Yeah. Uh, and then real quick, I just want to talk about this thing that was brought to our attention by Josh King of the Hipsters on Twitter. Very humble name. So there's a part of uh, Watchmen where all the sci-fi writers of the world get kidnapped because someone's trying to like stage a soft takeover of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't spoil and say who it is, but uh, because sci-fi writers can like extrapolate the future problems that we're all going to face and like solutions and technologies, and I thought it was like a cool idea, but it felt a little self-serving and up its own ass. But, right, it's like we're this, we are the soothsayers, right? But it seems like Alan Moore might have been onto something because Terry Pratchett, uh, author of the Discworld series, was scared to death of the internet and like had a conversation. He interviewed Bill Gates for GQ, like back back in the day, and it was pretty. They're allowing re- nerds on GQ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's like, what's up, nerd? Tell us our, <laughs> tell us your tips on not fucking. Yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so Terry Pratchett said, okay, let's say I call myself the Institute for something or other, and I decide to promote a spurious treatise saying the Jews were entirely responsible for the Second World War and the Holocaust didn't happen, and it goes out there on the internet and is available on the same terms as any piece of historical research, which has undergone peer review, and so on. There's a kind of parody of esteem of information on the net. It's all there. There's no way of finding out whether this stuff has any bottom to it or whether someone has just made it up. When was this interview? Uh, this was 1996. Damn. Yeah, 23 <laughs> years ago. Uh, and Bill Gates said, not for long. Electronics gives us a way of classifying things. Uh, and then he goes on to say how, you know, crowdsourcing and people telling each other, hey, go read this. Like Gates is basically saying, Google will save us all, essentially. Mm. It was like, well, you didn't- Before yeah. Google was invented. Also, when crowdsourcing is partly Nazis now, then you might have right. a problem yeah, with that exactly. crowd. <laughs> yeah. But. I wonder what the question was before, because all you see is right before the sort of question about, like, how do we actually discern what's true or not? Bill Gates' answer before is not really. And then the response is, OK, well, let's say I call myself. Right. So I wonder what happened before. Where it's like, you're not concerned about the fuck shit that could happen on the Internet? Not really. Not really. OK, well, how about this? Let's say I call myself the thing is like, well. Well, not for long. Uh, Melinda. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. Oh, God. So are we going to move on to another planet called Discworld? Is that what's going to happen? I think that's happen? the plan. Is yeah. that what he says happens? Well, I hope it's Mick World. Mick oh, World? Mick World! Oh, hey, my God. It could happen. What are the Mick World commercials? It was like a kid's like fantasy world. It's like, what if like, ev- like the teachers gave out French fries instead of grades? And it's Mick like, world. you scored great on your test. And it's like all burgers. And they're like, wow. And then it's like, <laughs> Mick World. And the kid's like, hey, it could happen. Oh. Oh, my God. That's just in- ingrained in me. I didn't even know why I like knew it. Yeah. Mick World is fucking. See, we are. Yeah. Yeah. We are trained by capitalism. Yeah. Pavlovian. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and it's time for Barbara Gray, our guest, to school us in the ways of what is going on with Britney Spears. Wow, something I actually the, know about. How you, you were the lot. first uh, to discover that something might be going on. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a podcast called Britney's Graham. Yeah. And me and my co-host, Tess Barker, have been doing it since like the end of November 2017. And so we have another comedy podcast, Lady to Lady, and we would always hear her and I would share Britney's Instagram posts and kind of, you know, they were pretty out there and we'd kind of be like, what the hell is going on? So we were like, let's do a podcast just about her Instagram. It'll be super niche. We'll take deep dives on her Instagram every week and that's it. So it was kind of like a fun, you know, thing that started out as. And so Britney's been under this conservatorship since uh, 2007 or 2008 when she shaved her head and hit the car with the umbrella. She got 5150'd. And then they put her in a, under a conservatorship. That means that her dad and this other guy, Andrew Wallet, are in charge of her money. And Andrew Wallet. Her personhood. Andrew Wallet. Yes, Andrew Wallet. Um, so 5150 is when you get, like, basically you're determined by the state to not be capable of taking care of yourself, right? You're a danger to yourself yes. and others. So they can put you under, like, a 24-hour hold. Right. Um, so while she was under a 24-hour hold, they put her under what was supposed to be a temporary conservatorship where her dad... And this other guy were in charge of all of her money. Then they made it. Um, she went on tour, and then they made it permanent. So mm, right. And you guys were saying that this is the sort of 
thing that people usually like the people who are usually under this sort of controlling uh, agreement are in a vegetative state. Yeah, their conservatorships are generally meant for like uh, gravely disabled people, people who are in comas, you right. know, super elderly people who have right. like no their wits about them. Yeah, all, they right? don't they can't do any you know anything. Um so that's kind of like the backstory. So at, uh, it's a lot of moving parts, but at the beginning of uh the year she announced that she wasn't going to do her upcoming Vegas residency because her dad was sick and she wanted to look over, you know, take care of her dad. And then a fee- she kind of disappeared off the Instagram. Right. She wasn't anywhere. And we were like, what's going on? And Tess has an investigative journalism background. She's done like, you know, articles for The Guardian um, on the exploitation of cheerleaders in the NBA and NFL and all the stuff. So she kind of has a mind for that already. So she started digging around more. We started looking at her team, her managers, her the co-conservator, all that stuff. And she started kind of like being like, this seems a little weird. The money, where's all the money going? All that kind of stuff. And then uh, they announced that Brittany had checked herself into a mental health facility on April 3rd. We got a phone call the next day from a paralegal who worked on her case for her conservatorship saying that's not true. She was checked in against her will in January. Uh, She didn't want to take her meds anymore. And her dad said, well, that's fine. If you don't want to take your meds anymore, I'm going to cancel the residency and we're going to blame it on my illness. And... Then she said that the co sorry, the paralegal told us that the co-conservator, Andrew Wallet, had quit because um, he was so afraid of what was going on he, that he would be disbarred. That's, it was so wow. like, yeah. Like they got in that deep. That was, yeah, that's how bad it was, what was going on. According to this paralegal. According to the paralegal, who we verified uh, who he was, and we verified his place of work, and that place of work was involved with her conservatorship. Wow. So he didn't work there anymore. He had just quit a few weeks prior. Um so, yeah, so we kind of got this voicemail and we were like left with this bombshell to decide if we wanted to put it out there in the world. And we did. So we put it on Britney's gram. And that was episode 75 called Free Britney. And it set off this crazy like right. social media movement, basically, to uh, free Britney from the conservatorship. And people thought at first that it was about the mental health facility, but it wasn't. It was about, you know, the right. conservatorship in general. Um, and now she is she is she checked into a mental health facility right no, now? No, she I I think this helped her because she got out pretty quickly after that. We started seeing pictures of her. We started seeing her out and right. about, and then she got out of the facility like a, I don't know a few weeks ago now. So there's a lot of yeah people got all, call it conspiracy whatever. So I'll just point to the facts of it, which um, are that Andrew Wallet, the co-conservator, he asked for a raise at the end of the year last year. He asked for a raise to almost half a million dollars. Um, and in that, in that, I'm going to read from court papers here. Wow. In that um, hearing, he said, The conservatee's business activities have greatly accelerated due to her increased well-being and her capacity to be more engaged in furthering her career activities. Which should never be said about a conservatee because they're generally... Like yeah. we said, greatly disabled. It's like, oh, no, they can they can hustle some money, though. They're <laughs> yeah, good exactly. enough to do that. They're good enough to get money from. And they said, this conservatorship should be viewed more as a hybrid business model. That's what he said in his hearing Holy to get shit. more money, That's, which is like wow. really It's a hybrid business up. model where this person has no rights, <laughs> yeah. and I control everything, yes. but I'm using their physical presence and form to profit. To make money. Yeah. So that's like what this guy said in court when he asked for a raise. Yeah. And then he um, left in March, I think. He... He asked to be dismissed from it. And in that, he said that grave harm was going to come to her if something didn't happen soon. It, like, weird shit. Oh, he said that? Yes, he said yeah, that. I was, I was going to ask, like, has he come out and said anything? So he's saying, like, she's in trouble. Yeah, what? Here, let me read what that was. Uh, 
And what is the implication that her father's going to do grave harp to her? I, it was hard to it was hard to tell what he meant by that exactly. Um, it, but it just it seemed like I don't know from what he said it was just like something fucked up is going on, but he couldn't really say what. Okay, this is it. Um, Substantial detriment, irreparable harm, and immediate danger will result to the conservatee and her estate if the released request if the relief requested herein is not granted on an ex parte basis. So that means if he wasn't let go, that irreparable harm would happen. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. But obviously, yeah, that's a, that's weird language to use. Yeah, like I mean, alarm bells are going off. Well, that was when he left. So this oh, was a afterwards. few months later. Got you, got you, got you. So I don't know, but the, so all I'm gonna say is like, if you point to that. So when he asked for that raise, that's around the time that her team says she stopped taking her meds and was, you know, going off the rails. But that's when he said her wellness is better. She can make more money. Right, she's fine. So right. it's like, well, what's the fucking story here? Dang. You know? So, yeah, it's um, it's been crazy. And so they her ordered- Instagram is now posting like pictures of her working out and like just yeah. being Is it hot. back to her? Using it? So there's been a lot of like. Because I know sometimes y'all contra- look at those things and go, this ain't Britney. Yeah, there's a lot of. This. Well, the thing is, so the biggest thing I would point to it not being her is that when uh, she went into the mental health facility, they posted, there was this meme posted that said, like, what the hell was it? It was this weird. It's so funny because all we're like analyzing all this stuff in memes <laughs> and we're like, right. what the fuck is it? Art my life. Um, but. A lot of the reason why a lot of people believed what was going on is because when this all happened, when Free Britney started, her mom posted this meme and then her mom started liking Free Britney comments. Uh. So that's kind of why people thought, you know, something's going on. But when she, when the new, an hour before the news broke that she was going into the mental health facility that she had checked herself in, quote unquote, there was this meme posted that said, fall in love with taking care of yourself, mind, body, spirit. And it said, we all need to take time for a little me time. And it had like an emo- emoticon. Emoji? But she uses oh. emojis usually. Oh, oh. So everyone was like, it's not her. And then it obviously wasn't her because they said she'd been in a mental health facility for a few weeks. So right. we're like, well, this wasn't her, obviously. Huh. So anyway, that's that's where people kind of think, you know, conspiracy shit. But uh, she just posted a video yesterday being like, it is me, everybody. She posted this. You it's guys like can her, like get the video from it, but it's right. just it's very like her strange. holding like a photo of her with her handle, like <laughs> like they do on Reddit. Like, yeah, is that's oh, really? it, it's no, like, I mean, no, no. She says this. Those of you who don't think I post my own videos, I did this video yesterday, so you're wrong. But I hope you like it. <laughs> so then she posts like a runway video of herself. I don't know. So that's all we don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know. So it's funny how part. your show kind of evolved from. We're fans to we're concerned fans to now we're going to fucking investigate something. Yeah. And now like bringing awareness to the situation is sounds like a very surreal journey. It's been really weird. Yeah. I mean, we always had an eye like there's been um, there was a New York Times article about the conservatorship in 2016. Mm -hmm. That was really interesting. So we always talked about the Instagram under the guise of like knowing that she was kind of under house arrest it sure, seems like sure, a lot sure. of the time you know um when she wasn't in vegas so yeah it's been very strange and a lot of pressure and scary and you know we made the choice to put the thing out there and we didn't know what was going to happen and it turned into this thing but the good thing is that they ordered an investigation into the conservatorship as part of her case oh wow that did, did happen uh the court did like oh, she wow. her mom hired lawyers and they went to court against her father and ordered dang uh, okay so what is her mom happened. up to her mom, I think... They're divorced, right? They're Her divorced. Parents. They've been divorced for quite a while. Her mom wrote a book about 
about how abusive the dad was growing right. up. Like he was an alcoholic and he was not a great, you know, guy growing up. So again, it's all kind of like, why is this guy in charge of her, you know, yeah. money and everything? He has not proven himself to be a good businessman. It's just kind of, you know, suspect. So mm. I don't know. It's it's hard because, yeah, people, we don't want to speculate on anybody's mental health, but it's like either they're exploiting her, she's not well and they're exploiting her, or she is well and she doesn't deserve to be under this thing. Right, so right. Has way, she come out and said anything one way or another about like whether she should be under the conservatorship or not? No. So that's what's hard for us. You know, she's talked about it. There was, she talked about it in an interview a few years ago, but it got cut out. Like, you can't do an interview with Britney without sending pre-approved questions, and they have final edit. So mm-hmm. it's hard to, it seems, get, you get know, anything journalistic yeah. to her. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, we're like, hopefully we're, we want to be obviously doing this for the right reasons to Let's help her. Let's get her on your show. You know, you I'm mean? sure. Yeah. I, I Call don't, in. I, just I know want Britney her, is you know. Zeitgang, right? Like, you she's talk Zeitgang. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's while. Zeitgang. I do. And you know, you should call Brittany. Uh, <laughs> Please call in. You know our right. number, 281-330-8004. I don't know what that Hit is. Hit Mike Jones up on the low because Mike Jones is about to blow. <laughs> That's <laughs> Mike Jones. Um, but, yeah, let us know, Brittany. Come on. Yeah, but. Uh, what, uh, do you, what do you think is going on? So she's free uh, from the mental she's health from facility. The, yeah. uh, she's still currently under the conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, is she still with that buff guy? She's still with, yeah, buff the, guy, Sam. Uh, fitness model, Miles. Fitness model. Buffman. right. If you guys want en- to buy any, you know, protein powder, anything, go on Is he his- hawking? Oh, he's hawking constantly. Oh, he wow. Is, he is shilling. So her dad is killer. like a shady businessman, and she's like with this fitness model who's like the millennial <laughs> equivalent young. of a He's shady very, he's a lot man. younger than her. Yeah, he's like 23 or 24. She's 37. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. um, she looks pretty good for 37. She looked great. Really yeah. has well, a place in my heart. Yeah. But I will say she did try to get out of it when it first happened, and then they said that she was not uh, well enough to hire her own attorney. So that's kind mm-hmm. of the catch-22 she used to be in right. when at the beginning. So it's kind of all this... They're very hard to get out of because they're not, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, anytime you are declared unfit to make decisions for yourself, it's this like huge mind fuck thing. Like there, there was, I think, a story on This American Life about uh, somebody who went undercover to like go into an insane asylum and like got caught in the insane asylum because oh my God. once you're in there, you can't like you can be like, no, I was doing this as a story, and they're like, like, ah, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah sure, sure. That's just a whole nightmare. And then there's, there could be versions of this where her parents or her father is not, you know, when you have a, a kid who is like has problems with mental health uh, or like a severe mental disorder at one point or another, it's the comfortable thing to do is just, you know, put them under your care. Like infantilize them. Yeah, infantilize them. Uh, but then that ends up being unhealthy for them and they don't right. get to move forward. But it's you're used to being in the protecting place. So it's right. just right. You're, right. you're it's very easy to convince yourself that you're doing the best thing for the person you're looking out for when really you're kind of doing the easiest thing yeah, for right, you right, right. Exactly. as somebody who's yeah. concerned about Yeah, I them. mean, I think, I don't know, when there's a lot of money to be made, you know, it's yeah, like her yeah. her advocate who's supposed to be the one that like watches out, for, he makes almost half a million dollars a year off this thing. So it's like people make money off of her staying in it more right. than they that's do interesting. than her out of it. And right. that's yeah. whatever. So the so, second something happens for her where she no longer needs somebody to look out for her, 
his job is presumably not going to be a five hundred thousand dollar a year. <laughs> yeah, paying exactly. Job. No. Yeah, um, and like the yeah. I, well, also I don't know. I mean, I have anxiety stuff like that. It's like if you were put under that much control, I can't see it helping exactly. And like they make her do these meet and greet things at her shows that she obviously hates. You know, right. she she has anxiety. She doesn't like those are awkward situations. But they make her do them. They're like. I don't know, thousands of dollars just to meet her for five seconds to get a picture. It's yeah. like, if you really care about her mental health that much, you're not going to make her do that shit. Yeah. So it's just, it's just very suspect. Yeah. You know? So what, what's the whole thing with her father's illness? Because that was the original story behind why she was canceling the tour. Yeah, we don't, I don't really know. You right. know, I know that he was sick. I don't really know, like, beyond that. What, okay. Like, according to the paralegal, he told us that, you know, to blame it, the cancellation on his illness. So um, I don't know. I think it was serious, but I'm right. not sure how, yeah. where it is now. Yeah. And yeah. he can be both sick and also, you know, using this conservatorship to control her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's super interesting. She, as much as anybody, kind of defined the zeitgeist for, you know, my entire like teenage years and 20s. She was such a huge part of of the media landscape and so and it it's just one of those things where we get used to just like oh yeah she's that like really beautiful pop star who went crazy and right. just, like you just well, don't really it, think that much I'm, more about and it, it. Did, that's what drives me crazy is because like I, it's just so frustrating it's like look at the shit kanye's done is he under this sh-? you know there's right. so many mm-hmm. fucking famous people who've done like out there stuff and they're not under this amount of control so it's just it's really frustrating and misogynistic and it's just, you know, it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's hard to see people paint her in that light so often. Um, but I I don't know. It's uh we'll see what happens. The, the investigation's really good. So I think, I yeah. hope at least. Yeah, it's really cool. It's been interesting though. The big, one of the most interesting parts about it has been watching how the media has reacted because we get to see kind of who has relationships with who. Since we have no tie to her team, we don't care if they give us information you right. know, we're not you part of that. You just see it, yeah. Yeah, but we see, we saw like so apparently how TMZ and how these other outlets obviously would Have twist a bias it. One way or another. Yeah, and the shit that they say, it was just so like, it's so frustrating because they, now they're claiming that like her dad is trying to extend the conservatorship to other states because that they think for people from the social mo- media movement, Free Britney are going to Kidnap take her. her. And it's right. like, what? <laughs> It's called for what do you think anyone's trying to do? That's like what right. do you they'll think? Do. Yeah. The social media <laughs> people will come, they'll free Britney quite literally. <laughs> and um, they won't take so their weird. shoes off when they come inside and I'm gonna have to sweep. <laughs> I hate that. Um so is she does this conservatorship only extend to Nevada? It it's not in Nevada, I don't think. It's only in California, which oh, I weird. didn't realize till now. We were t- talking to our like person who's an expert in all this stuff, and she huh. was saying that it's one. It's probably a method to muddle up like the court process and make there be Got more it. stuff Got to it. be, you know, and just to make it harder in general right. for it to get out. Basically, yeah, that is an interesting bias in the media, though. That uh, you know is I, I think it extends to sports. It extends to politics for sure. Uh, Maggie Haberman, like where. The access is a huge like thing that sways uh, the takes that people give. And I mean, it used to be it, it would sway people to just not mention the fact that JFK was sleeping with five different women a day. Uh, and now, you know, it causes Maggie Haberman to be like, it's really interesting to think about the 
uh, ethical dilemma of Hope Hicks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, yeah, we got to see that up front and center. It was like, wow, it was really... Uh... It was really eye-opening. A lot of people are also like, yeah, let me see that uh, glam photo when a person of color is weighing the options of, you know, ignoring a subpoena. Right. Did right. I get that treatment? Yeah, no it's shit. Like, it's like suddenly it's like, oh, I mean, look at this ethical dilemma she's in. Does right. she do what's ethical or yeah. do what's not ethical? Right. Unethical. Is that the word? <laughs> Thank uh-huh. you. <laughs> um, well, Barbara, it's been a pleasure having you here uh where can people find you and listen to you and follow you um you can find me and listen to me and follow to me on to twitter at babs gray and instagram at babs gray and yeah i have a podcast lady to lady and Brittany's gram is the one with all that stuff we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now but if you want to hear the most interesting stuff yeah. go to episode 75 free Brittany. because it's so dense like what we just talked about is the fucking surface yes. like, and there yeah. are so many other, there's a cast of characters involved in this that just listening to just even one if you know anything about Britney Spears or you care listen to this because you will be fucking hooked because there's so much I did not know and there's so much other research you've done to like flesh out the other forces that might be at work throughout this family that is really interesting um, even if it's you know we're just we're just checking it out casually, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, but it's worth a check it's, out. Uh, something worth paying attention oh, to yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? This is from Fairy Visuals. F A E R I E Visuals. Uh, women. We just want to have safe, legal abortions. Men. That's sick. Do you not think of the lives of others? Do you not care for the suffering of the children? White man shoots up a school. Men. Damn, that's my boy, though. He's not usually like this. He's feeling a little sad. <laughs> that's my homie. <laughs> hey, for, I mean, for real, though, he's, pretty, he's normally pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just, like, sad today. No, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Find me, follow, follow me, you. Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. A couple of tweets I like first from Blair Saki, at Blair Saki. If you or someone you know are eating protein bars, and then parentheses, bricks of shit, please contact <laughs> me, and I can help you find real food. I love her. I love her. And then another one just because, I don't know, the fucking media is so off with like how they're looking at what Mueller said today. Uh, uh, Quinta Juricic, who's like an investigative journalist who's been screaming her head off this whole time about like, read the Mueller report. Like there are times when they're like, whoa, we just found this about Mike Flynn. It's like, did you read the report? It was in there. Right. And now, now today someone's like. Quote, charging president with a crime is not an option we could consider, end quote. Mueller makes clear it was not the evidence, but the DOJ policy that precluded an indictment. This is huge. Quinta Juricic uh, quote tweeting that he quite literally wrote this in the report. Right. <laughs> Which is like, y'all, my God. And it's, it's also like a condemnation on some of these journalists, man, where it's like, wow, can you believe that's like, did, what? are you just reading other people's articles? Like you're yes. not even reading the shit? Yes. Oh, that's boy. What doing. Anyway. Uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Noah Garfinkel tweeted, If I could tell you for sure I didn't want chicken parmesan, I would tell you I didn't want chicken parmesan. This is not me telling you I don't want chicken parmesan, attributed to Robert Mueller ordering chicken parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Clue Haywood tweeted, uh, Luke Wilson going to get paid in a couple years because... And then a side-by-side of uh, Robert Mueller and Luke Wilson... <laughs> And they do look almost identical. Oh, wow. Um, Wow. Luke can really get that voice down, I think. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. Uh, And also Nihilist Arby's. 
tweeted, Woo! That was a big weekend of pretending to care about dead soldiers. Glad we're back to actively not giving a fuck about the ones who are still alive. Oh, boy. Enjoy Arby's. Uh, <laughs> uh, and shout out to super producer Anna Hosnier, who's homesick and who tweeted, The concept of protecting men's feelings should be removed from all women's minds for good. And that is- hey, 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 hey. And fuck? I'm just going to say, fuck both of you. Thank fuck. you. This is what I'm talking about, Jack. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook fan page and The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, oh, look at this. We also have a website, oh. dailyzeitgeist.com, uh-huh. where we post our episodes and our footnotes, oh, no. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Mark, what's that going to be today? Uh, this is a track from artist Victor Taiwo, who is from East London via Nigeria. Uh, really dope style. This track is called Shovel Moonlight, um, and it's just very, he's a really great artist. Just listen to this, man. I mean, if this doesn't get your big toe at least rumping, it's going to get it tumping. My brain is already rumping and tumping thinking about how you shovel moon Exactly, what? bro. You know what I mean? Anyways, we're going to ride out on that. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we will talk to you then. Bye! Bye. Bye. I know.